Hey everybody, just like last time, it's not exactly Tuesday, but you know what time it is? TV! Yes, it's Television Tuesday, the podcast where we here at Spirekin.com talk about various new television shows. We've got a lot to talk about this week as we've got three, count them, three shows that we're currently watching, and next week we're going to have four, and then after that we're going to do five, maybe, we're going to see. But anyway, before I forget, my name is Zan. I'm Greta. And we can be found at www.spirakin.com You can send comments and concerns. You can also join our Discord, which is in the show notes. And more importantly than that, if you have not watched these episodes, we do a spoiler-free section, then we have our ending credits, and then after the music is our... Spoilers! Spoilers. Yes, so if you haven't seen the show, just wait to listen to the music and then stop. Otherwise, wait till afterwards to hear our official thoughts about things that were revealed this week, because there was so much going on. So many shocking and scary and weird things. But actually, let's get started, because we've got three shows that were pretty hip, pretty awesome, and kind of exciting. And the first one is kind of, well, that was actually from today, or yesterday, rather. And it was a show which was this twenty, the fifth week of the 29th season of one of the world's famous shows, Strictly Come Dancing. No, wait, no. That's the British version. What do we know it as? Dancing with the stars! Yes. And this week, the first thing that happened is Tyra Banks admittingly apologized. The first thing she did is she apologized for the fool pa from last week. And she owned it. It wasn't her saying, it wasn't my fault. Right? Right. It was, you know, hey, we're human. The the correct people were in the bottom that were announced. You know, there was an issue with the cards. You know that whoever screwed that up is fired. Probably. I think they're running on a small team anyway. And whoever screwed it up is like, see, this is why we had the other guy. <laughs> Probably. But this week had one of the coolest themes ever, because last week was the contemporary, like, learn a new dance. It's another learn a new dance, but what is the theme for this week? 80s. Yes, the It's 80s. 80s spectacular hair, non-breathable, shiny fabrics. And I gotta say that the hosts looked, well, besides Tyra's four different costume changes, you had Derek looking like... Passable. You had uh, Irene looking... Derek looked like Zach Morris. Yes. He was just like... No, no, no. No, Bruno looked like Zach Morris. No, Derek looked like Zach Morris. Bruno looked like... Miami Vice. Slater. No, he looked like Miami Vice with the pink he shirt. He did. But he also... It was like Zach and Slater. And then Irene looked like... Irene from the 80s. Like a little Madonna. Irene. You mean Carrie Ann and Abba. You're right. Carrie Ann and Abba. I thought it was Irene and Abba. No. Carrie Ann and Abba. Anyway, I'm Eight. wrong. Um, but she looked like pretty in pink, Matt. She looked like Madonna from Like a Virgin. She had the tease, the pair, all this stuff, and I said that I know this. <sighs> um, but seriously, though, let's get Cramped. to it. Um, so we had some really great dances, some really crappy dances. And, uh, well, no, no, we like, we had, everyone was actually on top of their like, game. Everyone was doing really good. Um, the Jesse, fi- was it Jesse? No, the, the final two, it wasn't because they were bad. It's because at this point, they're all on an even level. And it actually opened up with what I was kind of happy with, because we opened up with Justina, and she did Maniac by uh, Michael Cimbello. And I got to say... I love Justina. She's, like, so happy and joyful and, like, just... Like, you want to be her friend, but you need to have 
Like I th- four I- coffees before you go hang out with her kind of thing? No, she'd, she'd, she'd be cool to hang out with even just chilling out. But the thing is, I think that, well, one, I would have rather, if they were doing Flashdance, they should have done What a Feeling. But that's me being a weirdo and being a, a music nut. But um, dance was cool. They had the, the chair with the, the water at the ending. Which-, which she did, and she killed it. And she did really good. She got all eights, but she sent the tread setter for like the middle of the ground, and they really liked her. They just did say though, and I know we spoiled that part, but yeah. So she did good. She did really good. But they, she set the standard, and they kind of told her. No, but you can't tell people what song she's doing, and then like yeah. not tell them that they, yeah. she did. She a did. Water she thing. did. She did decent. She's middle of the ground, and she straight up. They straight up told her, "You're doing good. We love your enthusiasm. We want to see more." So she has to step it up. So one spoiler we're going to say. Well, no, they said, like, we're halfway through the competition. This is where we get into the nitty gritty. So, yeah. So, she's got to step it up. Yeah. A little bit. But we had other people. Um, our least favorite, uh, Chris Scholl. I don't know why she's still here. Um, but she did a uh, cha-cha-cha to you got, you got the Right Stuff, which, wow. New Kids on the Block. Um, who else was there? You had... Um, uh, Vernon and Peta, who were doing uh, "Living on a Prayer," and then you had um, Jesse and Sharna, who did um, "Everyone Wants to Rule the World" in a weird tango that did not feel like a tango. Uh, what else was there? You but had, I liked it. You had Nelly doing a samba to an amazing song, "Rhythm of the Night," and hey, it's the barge. I loved it. It was great. Uh, you had uh, who else? Nev and Jenna did uh, the quick step. And um, you had uh, well, Sky and Alan did uh, Power of Love jazz, and she's that's weird because she's the only one that was born. No, no, there's one that was born in the '90s, but she was like, it was that's ancient history for her. Like she was like, what, what, '80s? Very confused. And then of course we cannot forget Jenna and Brandon with their dance of Like a Virgin by Madonna with a prop. And I called it as soon as we saw her. I'm like, she's Madonna from Like a Virgin. I disagreed. And you're I like, no, wrong. she's not. I was right. I was wrong. And I admit that 100%. So now let's actually get to the next. So the show was good. Enjoyable. Tyra had like really good outfits. She nailed it. My favorite one. And I feel like it was better for her body type. Like I hated that the previous week that we don't talk avant-garde about avant-garde dress thing she wore well well you're more into the dresses and stuff than i am i just i know bits and pieces and i just yeah but her her last outfit the green outfit with the bucket hat was like yeah fly girl on point yeah but it was it was enjoyable not the best thing but it was interesting and intriguing so worth watching still really good um i actually wrote down a new rating system for this for the tv show and i can't find it I will let you guys know when I find it, because I put it on a piece of paper, and I don't know where I put it. <laughs> it's like I made a new thing. But anyway, so, but we did have a rating for this. It's it's really, it's still good. It's still popping. It's still worth watching. Yes. It's still worth streaming and checking out. It's not terrible. So the next one is the penultimate episode of the first season of Lovecraft Country. Season, episode nine of season one. And this is Rewind 1921, and this was directed by... Jeffrey Nakmanoff, and they have, this show has slowly been progressing to this point, and now it's more has come about it. Um, with To explain the, the 
plot of this episode, simply. Due to the repercussions of last episode, Tick, Lottie, and Montrose have to go back in time using a device to get something to fix a problem. And also, Hippolyta comes back, and it's and also, more importantly, Christina pretty much admits that she, the one wrench in her plan is Ruby. And yes, I gotta say, this episode one for everyone who likes Montrose, who has had major character development from being just an asshole drunk father to a character who's multifaceted. This episode was a great character development for him. Also great character development for uh, Hippolyta. And we see more of the Tick and Lottie relationship kind of... It's getting a little better now because now things that were in the hidden are out in the open. So it, a lot is going on. But more importantly than that, this does something which um, Watchmen, the TV series, did also. It focuses on... A truly horrific event in our history. And what I'm talking about is the Tallahassee Race Massacre, also known as the Greenwood Massacre, the Black Wall Massacre. And it's a real event that took place on March 31st and June 1st of 1921. And it's, it's utterly horrific. It's a horrific event, which, like I said, in pop culture, this was used in the opening of Watchmen. Because that's what led the pl- the pilot episode for everything that happened in Watchmen was this event that occurred, but it was on the second day when everything has gone to hell. This one, on the other hand, when they go back to 1921, they take place right at the start of it. So it's kind of an interesting, not juxtaposition, but a parallel between the two. Like Watchmen, the TV series, opens up with the, the Tulsa Race Massacre. This essentially ends with the Tulsa Race Massacre, but in the in the beginning... Which is kind of an interesting plot device, I think. Would you say? I. But, but using it to to bookend, like both of them use the same event, but kind of reverse their take on it. I mean, like the one which had opened with it showed the the end results of it, and this one showed the initial spark. That, but that's me being trying to be analytical about this situation because let's be honest it's a fucked up situation yeah it's a really fucked up situation that happens and it's horrific and you do have a little bit of time travel paradox in this like there's a major bootstrap paradox in this which i called you you called it but you thought differently of what what the, the thing was but we could get that in a bit but this sets up for the finale which we know kind of what's gonna happen maybe because of another kind of bootstrap paradox event which occurred. But every character has changed. And one thing is I do like that Hippolyta is so different than how she was in the beginning of the series. Because now she has a couple of centuries knowledge in, under her belt now. There's a confidence that comes with knowledge. And she's got it. No, but I like that she's like saying like all this technical jargon that we know today. And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. I know I got this. But yeah. So anyway, so that was Lovecraft Country. It was worth checking out and excellent, I've got to say. I got to say, this show is still ramping up. Where is it going to end? What's going to happen? I don't know. Um, they're hitting the end. I of have the so social- much more to say about the show, but it's like all spoiler stuff. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the spoilers. 
But one thing that I can say is that they're reaching the end of the season. There's one episode left, and they're reaching the end of the source material. Now, here's the question. Do they go out with a bang and actually end this at the end of the season? Or do they try to go to season two and stretch the series out? I am personally hoping, because I hate a cliffhanger, I am personally hoping that they end it and resolve it, which which would leave them with us ready for another season in a different venue. Like this is mostly about tick. It's very much an ensemble show, but maybe the story continues. What are you saying? Like a Jojo situation? Like the next one's going to be involving George. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But let's actually like a pride and prejudice. And then you have like the continuation. Maybe we'll see. And so now let's get to the last the last show of the... So definitely worth watching. Check it out. Wait for the spoilers the rest. And now let's get to the other show. Season 4, Episode 3, or as it's titled, Week 3 of that one, that only, The Masked Singer. And we've got to say, this episode... Well, surprisingly, we only had... Here's the weird part. There I really like this episode. There, are four, there were four contestants. We had Popcorn, Giraffe, the Snow Owls. Technically counts as two, but... Which kind of drives me crazy, because the other one was like, see, episode two, there's six people. You know, the, the group A had six people, and group B had five people, which is really weird. It's kind no. of confusing me. Five stars, six people. Yeah, but anyway. let's. Which is like... It's confusing, because the snow owls confused me, and it's a weird thing, and I don't think they should do it again. I think that next season, don't do the snow owls. Or, or a joint group, a duet group, I don't think. Unless you go all out, and everybody's a duet. I don't know. I like it. It's confusing. Um, but anyway, so we so we had the popcorn, giraffe, snow owl, and the sun. And each one had their own thing. The giraffe sang, get down on it. Um, it was interesting. It was entertaining. I hate the giraffe, but let's be honest, I hate the giraffe from the beginning. Um, we had popcorn singing a song I didn't know by Harry Styles, uh, Falling. Um, we had the Snow Owls who sang a Megan Trainer and John Legend song, which if they're siblings, that's really weird. And last we had Sun singing Kesha. And I'll be honest, this week, because usually I'm like, I dig this show because you have people who sing really cool versions of their songs. This week, except for Get Down On It, for the most part, most of the songs, I really could take or leave it. I... I liked the song choices. They're all well. Most of them are like the sun is definitely the oh the sun and the popcorn are the two killer are the two stars of the show. Um, from this point on, like I, they're the two that I want to see near the finale. I mean, although popcorn is out of the two of them, popcorn is my more favorite outfit. But I'm talking about singing quality, and I know, group- but the, you gotta rep, you gotta like true. She's got the shoes and the sparkly and the... The sun has a really cool dress, especially when she turns around and spins. Which leads me to believe she's younger. Maybe. I don't see a Dionne Warwick spinning around in her dress. Yeah. And I use that example because Dionne Warwick was already in the show, so that's not a spoiler. It's not a guess. Yeah. Like, Group B, I think it's going to be... For Group B, because this is Group A... Group A, like I said, not as powerful as their first episode. Not as powerful at all. But group, I like, like Seahorse in Group B, and you're like Seahorse hater. No, I don't like Seahorse. I think that Serpent is going to be the 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 one that we're going to guess. 
Um, part of me thinks we should start putting guesses for who we think they are, but I have no clue for half this this group. I really do. I have no idea. Like the only one is, I think it's Tina Turner for popcorn. Maybe, maybe Tina Turner. Everybody else in the group A. Oh, group B. I have no idea. I mean, maybe Serpent is Seal. Wait, Seal was already on the show, so maybe it's which I called. Maybe it's uh, Tehran Diggs or um, the other guy. Um, what the hell is his name? Um, I'll remember later. But I have no idea who anybody else is. This I think that the seahorse may be um, Christina Aguilera. Maybe. You think Christina Aguilera? That's not a bad guess. I think Jessica Simpson. For the seahorse. But we'll talk about that when we get to Cause Jessica, yeah, Because Jessica Simpson had that whole thing on her reality show. About tuna. Well, we and could, she's like, well, is it chicken? Is it tuna? And he's like, oh, that's when he can see on what's his name's face. Like, oh my God, I married an idiot. Because. What if it's, what if it's, but anyway. It's tuna, but it says chicken of the sea, which is what tuna basically is. And she, it was confusing her. So she's like, so is it tuna or is it chicken? Because it says chicken of the, it's like. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that next Sorry. week hopefully because next week will be fun i mean the thing is the one i think i still think seahorse has an incredible costume yeah. like that little reef skirt ish not a skirt thing. it's her fins but anyway it's around her booty that's and her that, hips that's, that's her, not a fin that's fins those are fins those that's, are, that's those, coral they're fins but anyway um this episode not as strong as the first two episodes not as strong but I will say the person who got knocked out. Well, the first out, episode was the season premiere, and that was that was off the hook. Right. Second episode was a different group. Third episode went. I back still to enjoyed the play, it, but it's, I, I don't think it's a bad episode at all. It's just weak part of me doesn't of like this format where it's they're breaking it up, and also there's three groups. Where the hell is Group C? Group C's coming. Like either it's either you do it A B C A B C or do. Group A, go through their group, and then go to Group B, go through their group, then C. Don't do A, B, then go back to B, and C is just kind of like... I like when C pops out because it's like a refresh. Like, Yeah, I would rather them do it... It's like, oh, but wait, there's more. They should have just done all of Group A, and then all of Group B. But anyway, so yeah, worth checking out. We'll talk more about this after the show notes. Anyway... uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about these shows, and we're probably going to do a series talk about the final of the marvel tv shows that now officially have been canceled because marvel tv has now been mixed into marvel studios so we're talking about hellstorm which is going to be released or hellstrom which is going to be released on hulu in addition to dancing with the stars and uh the series finale for lovecraft country and what was the other one uh mass singer we may do another TV show. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about the British Baking Show. No, we got to talk about something something awesome, something cool. The British Baking Show is awesome. Yeah, but we got to talk about some geeky things as well. But we'll talk about that next time. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for the spoilers. I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're Gonesville. Catch you guys next time. Keep watching TV and see you next time. And tell us lots of emails. Like and subscribe. <laughs>
trailer time! Can you believe all the craziness of this week? Wow. No. So we're going to start off, as usual, going backwards from where we started, because it's the most relevant thing. So we're starting off with Mass Singer. And as you could probably not guess, well, the one who got kicked out was not the Snow Owls. It was not Popcorn. It was not the Sun. No, it was the stupid giraffe who I hated because his design looks pompous and dumb. And let's be honest, I feel bad because he ruined Get Down On It. You can't ruin that song. It's not hard to ruin, and he ruined it. He should feel bad. No, but you know what I liked about when he's... He's bad, and he should feel bad. But you know what I liked when he was singing it? So, while he was singing it, all the judges, like, knew they didn't like him, knew he's not a good singer, but went with it. They all got up and were dancing. Get down on it. It was bad. Like, they all had... I think... But they all had fun with it. It was, like, fine that he was bad. No, but... It was pretty bad. It, it, when the audience was giving him like weird looks like, what the hell? There's a problem. Um, also, so we didn't talk about Joel McHale as the guest judge. I don't think his mileage works that great. I, he's fun. He's kind of funny, but he's an asshole. And I don't think you should use but him. But so is Ken Jong, So that's why they like play off of each other. Yeah, but they shouldn't have him for more than. But I think he's like fun. He's so like he and Ken Jong, it's like. Because they get along so well, they can jab each other, and yeah, but it's everyone like, digs on them, and yeah, but it feels a little unfair. It's like you're you're beating on Kim Jong way too much now at this point with them. He's got to flip it somehow, but who knows? But he, the, like he doesn't mind. Like out of but of all the guest hosts, they could have had anybody else. Jamie Fox, I would have liked on there, or Margaret Cho, or somebody. But I know that it's got to be harder, like, with COVID, where everyone's got to, like, get tested. That, is, be, like... that is true. And Joe McHale probably does nothing. He has no job. Except for Stargirl, which got a season two. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yay. But, yeah. Um, Sun is got to be in the top three. That's my bet. Sun is going to be in the top three. I mean, I want Popcorn to make it. I want Popcorn to make it. I really do. But I think that Sun Popcorn's is... Popcorn's in my top three. Sun is killer. Sun, it's just, I think that she's like the favorite. For group B, I don't know. I'm going to say Serpent. I think it's going to come down to song choices for all of them. Yeah, because some of them, I think it's by their songs. are just. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so good week. Not too much happened. So now let's get on to the one which is the hardest to talk about. And we're talking about Lovecraft Country. Um, yeah, this was really fucked up. Um, because on so many levels, because one, um, Ruby and, uh, Christina finally coming to head. I like that Christina admitted like she loves Ruby, that she's kind of like become the chink in her armor because she's meticulously planned this to a T and then Ruby's the one thing that's messed things up, but she wants Ruby in her life. But I like that Ruby had the option yep. to help out. And what does Ruby do? Ruby just said, just... Don't hurt my sister. That's it. Like, Tick, you, bye, Tick. Well, Tick's not her sister. Yeah. Tick's and just, I get it. Tick, I have a sister. That's how I feel. Tick's just her baby daddy. So, yeah. Which we all know about, but not everybody knows that everybody else knows. No, with this one now, everyone knows. And it's it's now, we know what's going on. Which is a shame, but... Not a shame, but it's like, it's now, it's no longer a thing. Then we have Hippolyta coming back. And she is commanding presence and she admits she's she spent 200 years in space came back to save her baby girl who's dying because the thing is we thought that that bopsy and topsy were just gonna kill d 
But they're like, tur- she's turning into them. Which is really weird. That's a weird curse. It's your curse to become the thing that is hunting you, which is kind of cool and kind of creepy at the same time. Very. That's actually very. It's a. It's totally on point. No, that's totally Lovecraft. Totally, like you get corrupted and turned the thing that you're you're fighting against. That worked so well. And it's finding out that in order to save the day, because all that Christina can do is Christina can rewind the time for 24 hours. That's all she could do. It's the only thing she could do to help them out. But the deal is, if she helps them out... Because they need the book, and the book's been destroyed. Yeah, and Christina's but, all uh, those magic. But they know where, when, and where it was when it was destroyed, so they can go get it. But that's after Hippolyta comes back. But beforehand, Christina says, I'll help you out because you don't have the magic. But the deal is, I can rewind the time. No, she first she says, if, if the guy who cursed her was alive, I could fix this. But the guy is probably dead. So I can't fix this. And in exchange for that, Tick, you have to agree to help me out with my secret... Come willingly. Yes, come willingly to my uh, ritual, which is going to kill you, but give uh, Christina immortality. And then the kicker is, after that, she goes to see the guy that's still fucking alive. So it's Christina just damned a little girl because... But she didn't want to. She was. She totally was like, I don't care. Cause... No, she was there to help... Ruby, because Ruby yeah. begged her, but and, but she could have saved the little girl, and she had the opportunity, and I the think answer she was, no, was, I think she was telling the truth. I don't think she could have. No, because she left, said, I'll be back, and when she left, she went to the police precinct, and the chief is still alive, kind of. He's dying slowly, and that's the messed up part, is we were wondering why he looks so different from the head down, and it turns out he's grafting himself onto to different people's bodies. <sighs> And Christina just lets him die. But we find out also that he knows that that's Christina. Yep. Which was, we didn't think that was the case, but he knows immediately that's Christina. So, yeah, he could see through the magic. Well, I think he, like, figured it out because he knows the magic. Maybe. I don't know. But back to what we were saying originally, as you said. Uh, so, yeah, they've just figured out they have to get the original book in order to save the day to, to stop this from happening. In order to do that, they need to go to where it disappeared, which was the Tulsa, where it was destroyed. The Tulsa race rot, Tulsa in 1921. And early on in the series, two things. One, we had the dream in the cold opening of Tick with Jisoo dressed up as the Princess of Mars. And then they're rescued from Cthulhu by Jackie Robinson, who says, I got you, kid. Yep, swinging a bat. And we found that that was a story that George and uh, Montrose told him when he was younger in like episode three. And this comes to a head here. Told him, like he grew up with this story, like... Yeah, that this guy swinging a bat like Jackie Robinson saved them from... Said, I got you, kid. Yeah. And we find out that when they go back in time, Tulsa, one, Montrose was there that night. And he's, that's why he kind of drinks, is because that night is so messed up for him. And but it was like the three of them. It was Montrose. George, and then the mother. Yep. And, and he's like, when you when you go through something like that, and you survive something like that together, it builds a bond. So, you know, so Tick was having a hard time with, you know, Uncle George, Mama cheated on you. With Uncle George. No, we found out today. That's the thing we found out in this episode. Right. So he like has a hard time with all of it, but he's like, hey, you know, when you go through something like that together, there's a bond that 
Yeah, but he's like pissed off. He's like, you lied to me this entire time. I've been begging that 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 man was my father. Now you're saying he could be my father? What the fuck? And yeah. it's like, well, you could go die. We're done when this is over. And they end up going to back to the temporal uh, observatory to go through time. And Hippolyta is able to science it together, and she figures out how to get there. And they're because she's lived the equivalent of like two hundred years, and she has all the knowledge. She's like, "Well, this needs like a motherboard." And they're like, "What the hell's a motherboard?" Is like, these things are. And she flips, and she has the installs in her arm, and so she has to hold the temporal gate open while they go into the past, get the book, and come back. And it takes like an eternity for them to get back. Because, and it's Tick, Letty, and Montrose in the past, because Montrose knows where it is. They jump into the past and can't change it, right? Because then that changes everything. The deal is they can't change the past. They just have to get the book, find out, and and get out. And Montrose is completely like, does not... Which means the family that they know that is theirs that dies... Yeah, because we found out early on that the book was burned in the house with the entire family. So they can't save the family. They have to get the book, and that's it. But what I liked, too, like, you know, they always have to pull together the little things. You know, you can't be walking around in the 20s. Wearing 50s clothes, which is not really that different. It's just a little more relaxed. Well, no, like, hardcore women in the 20s couldn't wear pants. Like, hardcore. So Letty needs throws on a dress, but she's got Converse on. It might not be Converse. It might be just like tennis shoes. It's trainers. It's it's cross trainers. Right. But it, they look like Converse. So it's Massachusetts. It's better be Converse. Um, it's So she puts on this cute like flapper dress, but you can tell the shoes. You know, the men, the Montrose and Tick don't look that different because no, they st- a they, suit is a suit. But they steal suits because they were in a hotel. So they steal from the, looks like the cleaners. Right. And they have to look around. And at first, it looks ideal and perfectly fine. And the thing is, you look in Tulsa, and there were men and women of both colors just walking around being civil to each other. Nothing was wrong at first. Right. It seemed perfectly fine. It was the calm before the storm. And then one... Because it was like the new... It was like the... Um... What am I trying to say? It's like everybody's becoming integrated. Yeah. You know, there's doctors, there's black doctors, there's, you know, it's still segregated. There's still but this is the crazy white of people. The kind of the segregations maybe getting a little better, but not really because that's what happens because people don't like that and they go crazy. Right. And Montrose, first off, we find out more of why Montrose is so because. They walk up to the houses because they're right next door to each other, the mom and the and the parents and uncle. And you see Montrose as a kid being pulled out by his father and being like, grab a switch, boy. Drunkenly beating his son for putting on his brother's suit jacket. Prom dress. Yeah. Prom suit. Yeah. Which is weird because it's... Preening. Like, he was putting it on and put a flower in it and was standing in front of the mirror. Oh, he was just... Like, feeling good about himself. And, yeah, and, and Montrose's dad is beating him and he feels... And it just gets a image into Montrose's life. And you see Tick, who was vitrally saying, I hate you, I want nothing to do with you, watching this. And he's kind of gets the... Like, his... Montrose is not nearly as bad as his dad was. Yeah, and... Montrose 
is kind of brainwashed into it a little bit because he's like, I deserved it. He's saying he deserved it. He deserved to be beaten for that. And he's... And Letty's like, no. No, you not. Why didn't your brother stop him? And you see the brother come out and he kind of stops. And you see uh, the wife, the future wife, the future mother of Tick show up, come out because her daddy is going to protect her because she says, stop beating on him. Which leads to them, maybe that's why they become childhood romance, even though stuff happens. Long story short, her dad makes Montrose's grandfather, or Montrose's father, stop. He goes inside, and then Montrose runs away. The, both Montroses run away, but you don't notice. Young Montrose runs away. And they did an excellent job casting. And yeah, Because young he, Montrose he looks, looks like, like Montrose. Yeah. And I do like that. Uh, Tick's mom, as a kid, says, why didn't you protect him? She's yelling at him first. Mm-hmm. And Matro says, she's got it all wrong. He did more for me than anybody ever could. Yeah. And then you see them go off. And then, I know I'm saying and then a lot. Apologize. But from this point, we see them get split up because Montrose has disappeared. They don't know why. So Tick is going to go after Montrose. And Letty is going to go get the book. And why does Letty stay? Because she's invulnerable. She still has that spell on her. But as she's walking towards the house, she sees... A big truck. Full of a bunch of happy partying. Um, I'm going to be very slightly... Angry white men. And women. Yep. With Molotov cocktails and shotguns. And they start causing... They get out of the truck, they start causing issues, and they start running after her. Yeah. Trying to shoot her. People just p- straight up pull out rifles. And they're trying to kill her. And they say, what you see? And and she has to be saved by the family. They pull her in. She says, my name's Letty. She's brought into the house. And they're going to protect her. And they actually give her a gun and say, we don't know what's going on. And they got to go find the boys. They're like, do you know how to shoot this? And when she walks in, the grandma, the great grandma, who actually was the lady who, or the daughter of the lady who stole the book of names, kind of looks at her funny. Looks at her shoes. Yeah. She's like, wait a second. Something's wrong here. And she knows something is up. Yep. But doesn't say anything. And then we go back to Montrose. And Montrose, one, finds a a car full of Molotov cocktails and grabs one. You don't know what he's going to do? And then we see he's looking at a scene where if we look at his memories, we see that what he remembers of Tulsa is uh, this courtyard where in the middle there's a statue, and this is where his friend got killed right in front of him. That George brought up, that his friend got killed in front of him. Yeah. And this is where uh, Jackie Robinson shows up to save the day. And you see young Montrose talking to a kid, and they're talking, and there's like a little bit of an argument going on. And Tick catches up to him, and he explains that this is the guy that he is says, his I best friend. He says, I never shared this with anybody. Yeah. This was, no one ever knew. So this kid who he's with was the first kid he liked, and I think the kid liked him back. They were being... I mean, they were kids, but they didn't know why they liked each other. Yeah. And this was a point of he wants to save him, because if he saves him, who knows what will happen. And he said, like, the best thing in my life was being your dad, even though I was shitty at it. And I would not change anything different, but I want to save him. And he's like, I gave up so much to be your dad. And And I'd do it again. But I want to save just him. And he's because, like, nothing will happen. Nothing will change. No one knows. Because at that point, he was essentially breaking up with him. 
He said, I can't be your friend anymore because you're a... And he used a... A gay derogatory term. Right. And you could see that it cut away at him to say those words. Yeah. And then when the mean bad guys show up, they grab hands. Yeah, the two kids hold hands. Because it's not even pretty. It's they show up and then he could have saved him and... And he really couldn't have saved him. No, he could have ran up and stopped him. But you see Tick stop him and say, without you, I won't be born. I need you here. Yeah. So he's ex- he's forgiven his father at this point. And he sees his friend. You know, get killed again. And it blows up like on him. So it's one thing to see your friend die in front of you. It's a whole nother level. It's a, it's a, vicious, to have it's a vicious death. Your friend blow up on you and it's just horrifying they're flesh and blood you know and as they're watching this happen you see uh things start going to hell and he remembers this is when the stranger is supposed to show up he's like the stranger yeah remember the guy who saw... and they're talking and you see that tick is gonna kind of tick like, is is like we gotta save him we gotta help him and you see you hear like it almost materialized and there's a bat on the floor. No, he like go. So Montrose had taken the bat and the to smash the car to take out a Molotov cocktail. Oh, that's cocktail. right. That's right. That's right. So when he came out, he was gonna like go try to save his friend. He dropped the bat. So when and that's when I was all like, "Time is a pretzel," and I knew. Yeah. And he said, "You know, um, Tick goes to step forward, like instinctively wanting to go save." His dad, his uncle, his mom, and he his foot hit the bat. And he comes out swinging like Jackie Robinson against these hooligans who are not being good people. Because Montrose looks up and goes, you're the mysterious stranger. Yeah. And it's a scene where it's like you see the people who are, who are doing these horrible things, killing people, lighting things on fire. And they're kids. One's a girl in a prom dress with a coat on. Yeah, and it's like... It's really horrific. It's horrific and sickening seeing this. And the thing is, this really happened. And it's unnerving that... It's not okay. That this is a part of our history that we kind of... Well, we don't gloss over it. It's language. Some people want to gloss over it. We don't talk about this. But it's like, you got to remember, we... You got to... There's a there's a fine line between remembering and and knowing our history and our past to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And... And the the line between that and glorifying it or celebrating it to shove it or justify new horrors, you know, which is not okay. No, it's, it's not okay at all. It's people, you know, anyone, either side, it's saying, it's like, some say, oh, that was our glory night because we showed the, we showed X, Y, Z. It's like, no, that's not a good night. It's a horrible thing about you. No, but I think some people look back and see and say, hey, see, this is what was done to us. It's okay that we do it now. Let's, um, it's any situation like this. It's, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not it's, okay. It wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. It's not okay. In the long run of this situation, we act like we are civilized beings. And there are things that we've done which... Anybody, any being in the universe would look at us and be like, these are just cavemen. It's just very, it's it's horrific. Let's get off it. It's, yeah. And the end, and this thing ends, well, this end. So Letty's looking for the book. The grandma stumbles upon her, pulls out a gun and says, what are you doing? Who are you? And Letty has to. Who are you really? 
Letty has to spill the beans. Essentially, she is her great-great-grandson's mother. And that they need to save her great-grandson. Otherwise, he's going to die. And they need the book of names. And she can't save them. And that part's like, she's like, well, what about us? And she just gets really quiet. And, the, and, and she says, this is when we die. And the grandma understands. And as opposed to going down, she hears her daughter screaming for help. And she has to, st- she stays there with Letty, who's invulnerable because of the magic that Christina put on her last episode. And she has to sit there praying with this and woman. She says, pray with me. And she, if- first she says, get out. You know, oh, what are you looking for? And she like, tells her about the book. She gets her the book. She says, we were told never to open it. It's like, but, you, but I know that my great grandson, this is his hope. And... It's, but, just, it's a sad, it's a so, uh, it's such a sad scene. It's such a hard scene. And we see um, they get out um, and each one gets different light. Like Letty is the last one to show up at the portal. But first Tick and Mantra show up. The portal's flickering because essentially for six hours, we'll say. For six, seven, no, that's, it's like five hours. Hippolyta has been holding this portal open using her body as a, um, a, a main motherboard as a switch between the two wires and part of me is like can't couldn't hippolyta open it for them to get through and then rest and then open it in six hours no that's not how it would go she needs to open because they have to hurry and it's a scene which is just like she's yeah but 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 do you see what i'm saying do you see like did it have to be open the entire time i think because it closes and she gets it back open again yeah, but she has to concentrate and hurt herself even further because you but, see she's burned and melting. But do you see what I mean, and... though? Like, it closed and she was able to reopen it. So I think she didn't have to. I think that's a little bit of a loophole. I don't think it had to be open the entire time. It's causal paradox plus it's involving temporal shifts in dimensions. So it's who knows. But she is really hurt and it closes. And when it closes, Montrose kind of accepts his fate of he's going to die here. And you see him eulogizing all the people, talking about how there's the best surgeon in town who was a black man, got in his his buildings on fire. And this how person, there was a, a white family that hid some black people. Yeah, I was trying to protect them, and they all died. And it's it just it's heartbreaking seeing it, and it's hell on earth. It's there, hard enough to live through once, let alone twice. twice. And Letty's coming back, and there's fire and brimstone, and surprisingly, someone in a in a crop duster airplane dropping homemade bombs. And this yeah, is, like the like they were trying to wipe out the city. It's it's a really hard episode. It's a really good episode because it sets up so much for how this is going to end. Because we don't know. All we know is that they have the book. They're going to fix D, and he made a promise that he has to go through that he has to. Go to the autumnal so equinox. Is, in Tick four is going to die willingly, and we know he's going to die because of the book from the future. Yeah. So yeah, this shows a complete clusterfuck. I don't know. I'm ready for the next episode, though. Yes, we are. We only have a couple days left, and then we'll find out how this series ends. And we can watch it because it's on HBO that we soon will get for free. We can watch it in the morning and finish it off. Yep. Yay! But all right. So now let's get on to something a little bit happier, shall we? Let's get on with the dancing with, with the, stars. the stars. Yes. And this episode, let's be honest. Everybody's like starting to be real, like uh, not starting to be. Some people were already really good. Everyone's 
continuously getting better. You know, the the weaker links, the out of tw- out of 10 people, 7 of them got all eights. They're like all even except for a couple people who stood out or went back. It's going to be the and the judges are right. It's going to be the little things that get somebody kicked off. And it's kind of BS, I think that one of the bottom two did better than a different person. What do you mean one of the bottom two did better? So two of the people, Jesse and Sharna and Crystal and Gleb, got six, six, seven. Yet the bottom two was Jesse and Sharna and um, you need Vernon, votes. who got seven, seven, seven. But you need votes also. You have to vote for your favorite people. I think that it was kind of rigged. I think that they didn't want to get rid of Chris, Chris Hall, who deserves to go, because she's bad. I agree. I think she'll probably be the next one off. I hope she's the next one off. Chris Hall deserves to go. Um, who was the other one that we don't like? Um, it was Chris Hall and Caitlin. Mm. Yeah. Caitlin and Arnhem. Mm-hmm. One of the two. I don't know. No, Caitlin and Arnhem, they were the, uh, that's a realtor, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But well, the top runner, which I'm shocked at, who got the first to get two tens, not one ten, two tens, was Johnny and Britt. Yeah. Which that's just out of freaking. Yeah, that's out of freaking left field, but whatever. And they and and he got lucky because he got contemporary. But the other, which is good for uh, skater. Yeah, the other two tops were Nevin. Where uh, Caitlin and Artem got all nines, then uh, Monica and Val and um, who is it? Uh, Nev and Jenna got nine nine eight. Then everybody else got eights, which is kind of crazy. And the ones we like are all in the middle. I mean, Justina and Sasha got all eights. Sky and Alan got all eights. Jenny and Brandon or Jeannie and Brandon got all eights. And then AJ and Cheryl got all eights. And then Nellie and Daniela got all eights. So they're middle of the pack. All depends on what next week is going to be. And I don't even know what next week is. Curious. Which is why we all have to vote. Like, what is next week? Let me look. Dancing with the Stars, Wikipedia. Which next week is going to be the top 11. Oh, they have the list of the songs already up. Ooh. So apparently, which they should because they have to be practicing. Okay, so it's gonna be one unlearned dance, and the running order is oh, it's gonna be um, Justina and Sasha doing a Viennese waltz, and she's always a woman by Billy Joel. Crystal and Gleb doing contemporary, which means they're getting the easy route because contemporary is the easiest, I think. I don't think so. Jeannie and Brandon are doing a rumba. Monica and Val are doing a rumba. AJ and Cheryl are doing a samba. Um, Sky and Alan. Oh, God. They're doing the cha-cha-cha to Doji Cat. Oh, God. What's Doji Cat? Doji Cat. Okay. Uh, internet, do not kill Greta for not knowing who Doji Cat is. Um, sorry about this. So, Doji Cat is an internet meme girl who became famous for making really weird songs. Oh, no, no, no. I know Doji Cat. She's the one that did uh, Boss Bitch for... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. her. Okay, okay. She's... I know that. I know Say that. So isn't bad, even though it's got Doji Cat with Nicki Minaj. Oh, Vernon and Peta are doing Celebrate by Cool and the Gang. They might do good in that one. Nelly is doing Humble and Kind by Tim McGraw. What? Oh, God. Wait, let's just say that again. Nelly 
is dancing to Tim McGraw. It's dancing a Viennese waltz to Tim McGraw. Did anyone ever think that sentence would be said out loud and be true? Yeah. Nelly. Oh. Tim McGraw. Viennese waltz. Oh. That's appropriate. Caitlin is dancing the samba to, I know you hate me. Oh. I know you do. <laughs> oh, God. Justin Bieber. Ha. Um... Nev and Jenna are doing jazz to Good Vibrations. Johnny and Britt are doing salsa to On the Floor by Pitbull with Jenny Jenny Lopez. And uh, who was the other one that we said? Um, yeah, so. And Monica and Val are doing Have I Told You Lately. What's Justina doing? Uh, Justina's doing You're Always a, She's Always a Woman by Billy Joel, which is okay. And then Jeannie and Brandon are doing You Gotta Be by Desiree. We have to vote. Everybody has to vote. Oh, but also, so it could be good, could be bad. I don't know. Unless you vote for bad people and then don't vote. <laughs> this is going to be, a sh- it's either going to be amazing or it's a shit show. I don't know. But let us know what you think. And next week, like I said, we're talking, besides these shows, we're also going to be talking about uh, the Hellstrom entire series, I think. That would work a little bit better. Also, check out our anime review because we're going to be talking about some of the other TV shows we're watching because there's some really good ones that came out and some that are just so generic and crappy that I'm just shocked. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I'm Zan. I'm Greta. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com. Email me personally at Zan. That's X-A-N at Spyrokin.com. And I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. Keep watching TV. See ya. Bye.